Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christy Demetrakis, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, which is a faith-based global ministry that teaches people the power of dreams and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about me, my services, and my book at www.empoweredspeaker.com. And for those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. And today I have a special guest to help me do just that, and his name is Dale Spencer. And let me tell you a little bit about Dale. Dale was leading the life of an average college student when at the age of 20, an unforeseen injury changed his life forever. Left paralyzed, Dale had to adapt to new ways of doing everyday tasks, getting around, interacting with people, finishing college, and entering the workforce. Dale has triumphed over adversity and risen to the top of his profession. He continues to give back to his community, grow, and take on new challenges. By using simple techniques to keep his fear in check and his mind focused, Dale has been able to achieve his life goals. Now he is sharing his experiences and helping others to attain their goals and ambitions. Dale takes his audiences on a journey of real-life experiences and revelations. Together they identify obstacles, both professional and personal, which are common roadblocks to achieving success. By reintroducing us to the skills we already have, Dale is able to illuminate the road to success. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today, Dale. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Christy. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, you know, your 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 background that I just read lends itself to a lot of questions, so I know this is going to be a great conversation. And for anybody who was really listening intently, I said very early on, an unforeseen injury changed your life. Can you go ahead and tell us what happened? Sure. Uh, you know, I've been in a wheelchair for the last 26 years, and um, it was actually due to a decision I made. And it resulted in a spinal cord injury. It was back in college. It was uh, 1988. I was with some friends, and we were on our way to a party and decided to take a shortcut and went on some railroad tracks, uh, get on the tracks, walk it across middle of the night, poorly lit area, walk it across a railroad trestle, and slipped uh, and fell over the tracks, and it was about a four-story fall. Um, I did land in a river, but it was only about a foot deep, so there really wasn't too much of a cushion there. Um, mm. I believe my, you know, what saved me was the fact that my, that I was conscious, so I immediately screamed out to my friends. Uh, they they heard me, found me, and uh, was able to go to a nearby house called an ambulance, and uh, ambulance brought me to a, a local hospital. And there, I was transferred over to a level one trauma center and had a very intensive operation. Um, went to rehab for several months, and that was definitely the the first step uh, in a series of, of baby steps for a, a new world for me. Wow. Wow. 
And, you know, that's one of those things you really could call, you, you use the term so loosely these days, but a freak accident, right? I mean, you know, really- it, 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 I call it an accident on one side, but on the other side, it was actually the choice that I made to go on the, the tracks in the first place because mm-hmm. I literally put myself in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And, and and that is one of the messages I've been sending out to our youth for quite some time before I started my keynote speaking business is to prevent spinal cord injuries by, you know, utilizing your critical thinking and your problem-solving skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Now, what was your life like before the injury? Obviously, you were a college student, but how would, what would you say life was like as compared to now? You know, I... I I believe I still have the same personality now as um, as opposed to when uh, before my injury. But at the same time, because of that injury, I had really found some really interesting attributes inside me that I never realized I had. So back then, you know, I was a nice guy. Uh, you know, was a- able to you know help people out. I had a lot of friends, uh, and I was very active in sports. Um, But you know what the thing was? There was a common um, pattern, and pattern was the fact that I was a risk taker, Mm. and I didn't look at the long game. I didn't look to say, okay, well, if I do this, maybe this would happen, and, you know, that's part of the whole undeveloped, you know, brain and and what I needed to deal with to, to mature myself in different ways. Um, we've all done stupid things. Though. The only difference is I was caught. Well, that's, and I, I can see why that message would resonate or why you would share that message with teenagers, especially now there's some of us adults who <laughs> still don't <laughs> think, think two feet off of our noses. And my, my mom used to say, don't, you don't think two inches off your nose. Um, so there's still a lot of us <laughs> who are like that, I'm sure. But youth especially, I can certainly see how that message would resonate. So obviously, you know, it, when this accident happened, you're a college student. Would you say that you had strong faith at that time, or how was your how was your relationship with God prior to that accident, and how is it now? Well, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up as a, a Catholic, and you know, they had the very structured mass, and and we had to go with the homily and the sermon and. Um, the breaking of the bread, et cetera. And so I just thought, you know, as a, a young kid, that that's what we needed to do to praise God is go there once a week and not even realizing to use what tools that they had given us at church to utilize in every aspect of my life during 24-7 until we went to the Mass the next week. So I really, again, didn't see the long game. I said it was something that was obligatory. We had to go to church for an hour uh, per week, and that was it, and not really understanding um, what I needed to incorporate in my life to pay it forward and utilize God's tools. And I didn't know this until well after my injury because, you know, when something, a traumatic injury like this happens, you do a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. You not only deal with the physical situation, but you also deal with the mental, emotional, but also spiritual. And my faith was tested. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll never forget this. The night uh, my injury did happen, uh, now for 
the folks that are out there that are Catholic, uh, there are seven sacraments. And one of the sacraments is anointing the sick. Well, way back in the day, anointed the sick meant that last rites, and that was it. So a priest comes in that night, and uh, he starts praying over me. And that was a familiar priest, this guy that, you know, I went to a Catholic high school. And he was one of the priests there, and so my mom had called them that, that night to, to ask him to come out and, and pray over me, and he did. And I just asked him what he was doing. He's like, well, this is pretty, you know, preparing the sacrament of the sick. I'm thinking, okay, the nurses and doctors are coming in. It's cold blue. What's going on? I, I'm right. in trouble. I'm a dead man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he ends up, you know, just reassuring me, no, this is, uh, this is normal. This is not uh you know, old school techniques. This is just really praying over you to 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 have God look over you, and to make sure that you are are walking the right path, and to to guide me over this very difficult surgery. So I thought that was an interesting pivotal point of understanding that type of faith, even though that they really rang it into our heads twenty four seven when I was in high mm-hmm. school. I didn't mm-hmm. fully realize or didn't have that epiphany until that moment. So from there on out, I did look at God differently. I did look at my faith differently. I looked at um, really understanding and growing throughout rehab and thereafter, understanding that, you know, I've never been that kind of guy where I said, you know, why me, God, why me? I owned my situation. I made this decision. And from there, in my mind, when it came to my faith in God and really understood that God had given me the tools in order for me to live my life in a positive life. And I had to walk the walk or, or basically roll the roll because, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm in a chair. So. Mm-hmm. But, well, let's, let's talk about those tools. You, you've mentioned it a couple of times now. What are some of the tools that you use? Because I, I, I can't, first of all, as you know, I can't even imagine um, you know, having experienced what you've experienced and, and what you've lived through, you know, over the last 26 years. But clearly you're doing very well. So it's not, I'm not feeling sorry for you. Let me just, <laughs> let me just say that. <laughs> Thank um, you. Because, Much appreciated. You know, yeah, you're doing, you're doing some great things. And um, for those of you who haven't looked at his website, it's dalespencer.com. So I encourage you guys to take a look um, at his website. But you're doing some great things and you have some powerful messages and a meeting with you know, lots of people and sharing your story and a message of empowerment and faith and overcoming fear. So, that, you know, obviously I have a passion for that. What are some of those tools that you have personally used or some of the things, the revelations you've had, I guess I should say, um, that you could share with us today? Sure. Actually, you know, I, I let me back up a little bit for when it comes to my keynote speaking. Uh, a couple of years ago, and I had another epiphany, I wanted to do something to help pay it forward because I've been doing this for such a long time through the schools, but I wanted to advance it through colleges, universities, private corporations, associations. And that being said, well, why am I doing this? Well, you know, God has given me the power to take my message and um, spread it and spread the word of, of my perspective of how I live my life and live that, what they call the hero's journey, like you're up here, then you would hit rock bottom, and all of a sudden you're climbing back up, and you continually climb that peak. And I'm still climbing that peak, by the way. And what I've done was, after my question was why, how am I going to do it? And so what I did was and I encapsulated uh, five really important points. In fact, it goes for the acronym FEARS, and these are, are things that God has instilled in me 
in order for me to utilize in everyday life. And, you know, F is, you know what, I say faith. Faith is the most important, that how God is going to guide me and he's going to have my back 24-7. Energy, how am I going to spread this message? I need to take care of myself, not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally, okay? So attitude, you know, we can really just choose to to, um, walk our journey um, with a good attitude or a bad attitude and the way we see life and the way that a new day can bring to us. And I think that's incredibly important, too. Resilience. <clears throat> you know, what? you get knocked down, what are you going to do? Get back up. Keep getting back up. You know, I'm in sales, and I have been in sales for quite some time. I get rejection every day, and whether it be on the personal side or, or professional side. Um, you take that rejection, and you build it with inside you, and you, you know, ignite that fire in the belly, and push yourself even further. And that resilience is probably one of the most important attributes that I feel that God has given me to perpetuate my message. Uh, And then the last thing, which I think is one of the most important things, I have done a lot on my own to get to this point. However, if it wasn't for my support systems, friends, family, that were by my side and have really been there for not only the good times, but the horrific times in my life, I, it sounds cliche, but I would not be here right now. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Wow. These are these are great. And as you're going through each of these, I want to want to go back and touch um, each one as we have time. But um, as I'm looking at these, you know, nothing you've shared is is unique, right? I mean, this is. These are all. No, we all have this in us. That's the thing. Absolutely. And you know what? We yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. And the question becomes, which, first of all, I see a couple things. The first thing is, how do you make all of those things work in concert with each other? Because at some point, you have high faith, but you have low energy. <laughs> Your attitude is bad. <laughs> you know, you get rejected enough times in a week, you're like, okay, look, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just done. And then you rely on that support to, to kind of bolster you back up. You know, how do you how do you keep all the butterflies flowing information? That would be my first question before we kind of get into a couple of these. And it's a great question because i got to tell you, one aspect about me that uh, I haven't touched on is I see squirrels all the time. I am I get distracted so easily. And i got to tell you, to keep all of those attributes, not only that, but your daily activities, because when you're dealing with your, you know, with your business or your professional life, you know, we seem at times to get stuck in the minutia of things and really not take the, you know, the 30,000-foot approach and looking down to see where my life is and where my life is going to be. Well, that's great and, and, and wonderful and everything, but, you know, many of us think, okay, we're not, we don't want it done today. We want it done yesterday. No, that's not, that's not the plan. The plan is we got to make a plan, and to make the plan is we really have to see what difference – uh, building blocks, whether it comes to our business or the things that we want to accomplish in our personal lives and how we are going to work on that day by day. And how to do that is to utilize our time management skills. Along with using our time management skills, we develop things into a routine, develop, um, and those routines develop into a good habit. And with those good habits, for example, you know, working out, Again, that energy, you know, you need to take care of not only your, your mind but your body too. You know, eating right, your volume of food eating, you're exercising, you're feeling good because you can have the energy 
And I'm going to tell you, it fires up your endorphins and your serotonin levels and your attitude on life is a heck of a lot brighter than it would be if you didn't. And I know that firsthand. You know, and I, I, I will second that because I was one of these people, you know, I was an athlete in high school and, you know, pretty active in college. And, you know, once I didn't have to exercise, I pretty much stopped. You know, and for a while, for a few years, you know, you just rely on your youth and natural metabolism to keep your weight in check. And then all of a sudden you hit a certain age that will go unmentioned. And, you know, gravity <laughs> sets in. <laughs> gravity sets in. And, you, and, I, and I'll tell you from personal experience, about a year ago, actually more than a year ago, I kept hearing the voice of God. And you know when you're hearing it. You can ignore it, but you know when you're hearing it. And kept saying, you need to get healthier. You need to get healthier. You need to start exercising. You need to get healthier. And it was just that simple. It wasn't complicated. It was just you need to get healthier. And it would just be at those key moments when I'm about to grab that cookie or when I would get tired or I'm trying to, you know, plan for a conference or a workshop and, you know, I'm burning candle at both ends and all that good stuff and there's not enough wick left to keep it moving. And I kept hearing it, kept hearing it, kept ignoring it. And then then I start to get that second thing of, okay, you know, at some point God will get your attention. So I either have the option of helping myself to be healthier, but also understanding I cannot continue at this pace with my body in the shape that it's currently in, right? Because at some point you'll have a heart attack, you're going to have a stroke, you know, something will, will get your attention. And I went to, um, I t- attended a, a networking event probably in February of last year. And um, the woman who was there, she was, you know, doing her little keynote speech, and she was going through all these, you know, things for success. And one of the things she said was, um, she says, in order for you, she says, some of you have dreams and visions that God cannot even allow to come to pass because you would not be physically able to handle it. If he gave it to you, you could not do it because you're out of shape. You know, do you have the capacity to run through airports? Do you have the capacity to be on all different time zones and, you know, sharing your messages, doing all these things? And I'm telling you that was the final straw for me. Um, and and not too long after that, I hired a personal trainer. Because you, you can only hear stuff for so long. You can only ignore. <laughs> you can only ignore for so long. And I finally hired a personal trainer, and I'm telling you, I will never be without one again. Never. I've, I've well, isn't it interesting how better. God it really, in, in, you know, is – Infecting your life in such a positive way, and really giving you those clues. However, yeah. many of us don't listen. We refuse to listen, or we just push through it, and we want to do it another way. And mm-hmm. you know what? When we invite him in our lives, it doesn't it make things a lot easier for us. It, it really, really does. does. We we mm-hmm. push the pride to pride to the side. And support systems, and I'm not only talking about family and friends when I was talking about that last point. I'm talking about God's help, too. But you know what? God's not going to do it for us. (laughs) He's just not. We have to do it. we got to walk that walk. We have to do it. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's a great one. I mean, and the energy, and and I wouldn't. Yeah, how are you feeling, by the way? Oh, my God, I feel great. Yeah, like a different person, huh? I feel great, like a completely different person, and the things that, you know, the hour of the night when I would usually be, you know, failing and, you know, because I, I work a full-time job at, at Procter & Gamble. And so all these other things that I do are in addition to, you know, my full-time job and being a mother of teenagers and, 
you know, being a wife and, you know, count the dog in there and, you know, the things we do at your church. And there's only so much time. I always tell people everybody has 24 hours in a day. Nobody is blessed with more time than someone else. It's a matter of, and you said it, how you choose to manage that time. And yeah, you know what? You can't, you, can't see, you can't seize the day. You have to seize the moment. You have to seize the moment, but you've got to be prepared to seize it. That's, well, that's the other true. thing. You've got to be prepared to seize it. And I, I fully believe that there are opportunities that come probably daily, and we either don't see it because we don't have the right attitude or we don't have the faith for it, um, or that we just we wouldn't we just we can't even take advantage of it because we're like I'm just not ready. I'm I tell ready. my audience I got to tell you I I got to tell my audiences that you know what every conversation there lies in an opportunity. So I have this real quick story and I can I just mm-hmm. cliff notes it. So you know one of my my joys and uh, is, is skiing. I downhill ski over in Utah. Uh, so for the folks out there, all that to do is Google the term mono ski, and it'll explain it all on how I ski. Anyways, after one day, uh, one of these days that I skied, uh, in the bottom of the mountain, we went to a, uh, a local bar, just had a drink right afterwards, bumped into this guy, and I my way to go into the bathroom. And uh, he asked me some probing questions about the chair. And I'm like, okay, where's this guy coming from? I didn't get offended, but I'm, I was kind of taken aback thinking, okay, what's this guy's angle? Well, we started this interesting conversation, and it, it turns out that this guy was a big executive of this um, uh, corporation that is based in Chicago. And I said, you know what? Uh, his name is Jim. Jim, we got something here. I don't know what we have here, but, you know, when we get back from vacation, let's connect and let's have a conversation and see where we go from there. So called him back up probably about a week after I got back from the trip, and uh, he connected me with a marketing director at their corporate office. Well, I scheduled a meeting with the executive director of a charity that I belong to. I'm on the national board called Think First Injury Prevention. That's the one where we talk about the spinal cord and traumatic brain injuries, preventing spinal cords but by making sound decisions. So I bring the executive director in. We give them a whole very detailed PowerPoint presentation about what Think First's mission is and what our programs are and what we do to spread the message. Well, they loved it. They brought us back in for a second meeting, talked to us about what their company was about, their mission, etc. Third meeting, we actually developed a program. Uh, to push out to support groups at hospitals all over the country. This was a major, not only time commitment, resource commitment, um, but uh, we, we received a lot of funds from it too. And it was just because of I bumped into a dude at the bar after I skied. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about mm-hmm, it. It's just that mm-hmm. we have to keep that in mind and we have to keep frosty, or in other words, alert, to every opportunity. Now, that opportunity might not help me, but it might help you. Right. And you know what? When we pay it forward, it is going to come back to us tenfold. I truly and believe that. Is, that. And, and, and I'm so glad you said that because I believe, I fully believe that's what paying it forward really means. And so often, you know, what what you were doing was networking. You didn't realize. I mean, you realized it, I'm sure. But in yeah. that moment, it wasn't planned networking. Um, but it would be the ultimate outcome is what usually, what usually transpires when you network. And unfortunately, a lot of people have that same mentality of, okay, I'm going to go in and I have a focus of meeting people for the sole purpose of, and it's usually growing my business or, you know, making some connection that will help me personally. 
But I love what you said about that because so often you do meet people and maybe the connection isn't for you. Maybe it is It is so you can, you're blessed to be a blessing. Blessings should be flowing through you. And I think that you're exactly right. It will indeed come back to you as you can connect people. I've met so many people and I go, you know what, I can't use you, but I know somebody who's starting a business and they have no idea how to, you know, do their website or whatever. Would you mind if I gave them your information? Now, I, I so, have not come to that. I got to tell you, that's funny that you say that because, you know, when I go to these networking meetings, I I do a lot of network for my my business. I actually have two businesses Mm -hmm. now. I mean, I have keynote speaking. That's my passion. But I've been in real estate for almost 25 years. And so Mm -hmm. when I go to a networking event, it is so funny that you can see the difference between people that understand the relationship-based networking as opposed to trying to get a deal. I mean, I'll have people come up to me and shake my hand, and then I put my hand out to shake it, and and there's a business card in their hand. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I do my little chuckle, and that's it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So when people are looking for business out there, it's not about getting the deal. It's about cultivating those relationships, and that relationship might not come to fruition within the next six months or a year. I got to tell you, I still have people calling me five, six years down the line, whether they want me to talk with one of their groups or or do a mortgage through me, or, or what have you. And you know what? you got to understand, it, it is about relationship. It definitely is. It, and, you know, and, and as technology continues to increase, I, you know, I'm a big fan of social media like most people, and I spend too, way too much time on it in my downtime, uh, like too many other people. But I'll tell you, I think that makes it harder and harder because, unfortunately, we, we think that just because we are connected to someone on Facebook or we're connected to someone on LinkedIn, that, that therein lies a relationship. And that is so not true. That is so not true. And, and the kind of glad when get, I – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but I think the busier we get, the, the harder it is to truly nurture a relationship in that respect. And I got to tell you, and that's where the time management skills comes in because people mm-hmm. think it's so easy to send out an email. Um, what I do is I go out of my way to not only make the phone call, but for my referral partner, set up coffee appointments because when you have that one-on-one, you can really get into a, just a solid, introspective conversation and really understand where each person is coming from. And that's where the aha moments come. They say, okay, exactly you know what? Right. Wait a minute. I think I know who I can help, uh, who, who, um, who you can help. And, and that wouldn't happen over email because it's so right. personal. It just is. I agree. Well, hey, as, as usual, our time has flown, um, and we are we are at the end of our time, and I love the conversation we've had uh, so far, and I know the listeners have gotten a lot out of it. So don't forget, guys, the, the acronym for FEARS, Faith, Energy, Attitude, Resilience, and Support. Dale, before we um, sign off, I want to give you an opportunity to let people know a little bit more about uh, your website and if you have any things coming up or anything you want to share with folks before we go. Sure. I appreciate it, Christy. Um, you can reach me at, uh, as you mentioned, dalespencer.com. Uh, you can reach me at Dale J. Spencer on Facebook. And then Twitter, I'm really building my following now. And I'm, i got to tell you, I'm getting some amazing overcoming fear journey stories from not only in the states from for all over the world and that's where the social media really kicks in because that's not only going to be for my books my book but my keynote speeches and also my blogs so that being said um that's d at that's at d s p e n c e r fear not and um 
feel free to reach out to me, Dale at DaleSpencer.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you again, Dale. You've been a great, great guest. I'm glad we could get, could connect here. And I want to thank you all for listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show with me, Christy Demetrakis. I invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at cdemetrakis, and I have two Facebook pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon.